All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Better late than never. Welcome. Let's go, baby. It's Let's go, baby. Bag milk. Yeah! This is Ceases. 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 Thank you! Tyler, your rem check is so fucking sexy. Ceases. Yeah! Fucking Anton Lander. It's my favorite. Let us turn down the music. Let's get going. Early episode of Better Late Than Never. I'm getting things done today. It's only 2 o'clock in the afternoon as I'm starting to record. There's no other game tonight, so we got to get to it. But first, I got to say thank you to our friends at the audio department, just as I do every single podcast. Why? Not only are they the title sponsor of Better Late Than Never, but they've got the facility you need to make your dream come alive. It's a recording studio. That band you've been working on since high school, get in there. Record that demo. Send it out. I promise you, you are never going to hit the billboard charts unless you put that track down on tape. Digital tape these days. The audio department, of course, works to create a safe space for creativity and collaboration for artists and musicians to realize their potential and share their message through sound and story. Where are they? 6916 82nd Avenue Northwest, right here in Edmonton, Alberta. Of course, you can check them out online at theaudiodepartment.ca. That's where you need to go. That's where the dream begins. You, I, you told me. You told me you wanted to get a mixtape out. 
I'm providing you the vessel and the location in which you can do that. Theaudiodepartment.ca. I welcome them. I cheers them. I thank them for being here. Let's go, baby. Uh, Weather's hitting the road for the first time this season. After starting off the year 3-3 three and three at home, it was an up and down. It was an up and down road through those first six games. There were some highs, there were some lows, and there were some what the fuck moments in between. But you know what? The fact that they came out at 500, despite not playing all that well throughout, you know, big chunks of those games, they got better as the time went on. But you know what? I'm taking that as a win. A lot of you are looking at a three on three start to the season as a loss. Not me. Not considering how sloppy the Oilers were for big chunks of that you know, that first little run at home. Now that they're hitting the road for the first time, however, I'm looking to see what the boys have in store for us. I'm looking to see what they have. Are they going to do a little bonding on the road? Are they going to exact some revenge tonight against St. Louis? What about tomorrow in Chicago? Are we just going to pick up Patrick Kane on the way out of Chicago tomorrow? Maybe. Probably not, but maybe. What about Calgary on Saturday? Battle of Alberta, I'll be heading down to Calgary. I've got some details on a contest that we have got going on. You're going to want to be a part of it if you live down there. Thinking about the Oilers start, though. Backing it up a little bit. Reversing, rewinding. I, uh... I want to know why we all fell in love with the Oilers. Even though they make us so upset at times. Even though this team has a just... A brilliant way of driving us insane from night to night. The highest of highs to the lowest of lows and the rage that just mixes in there in the middle. That special sauce that stirs it all up. I want to know why you fell in love with the Oilers in the first place. Is it just because you live here? Are you from Edmonton? Are you listening to this in another location? Are you like Donkey Volley out in England? He loves the Oilers. He's not, he's not close. What about my boy down in Australia? Leaves the drunk messages. I don't even know that guy's name. I love him, though. He's not close to the Oilers. I want to know why you fell in love with them. I imagine we're going to have some voicemails coming out later, why people fell in love with this team, but the first reactions I saw on social, there's a lot of really good answers. For me, I think about a specific moment when I was younger. There's a couple, actually. The first one is back in the day at Rexall Place, you used to be able to go down outside of the dressing room. You used to be able to hang out there. They had a little gate. Kids like myself would post up, wait for autographs. Hopefully one of their heroes would be in a good mood. Come on over, swing that pen around, give you a signature that makes your day. Well, the first such oiler that I remember to come over and actually spend a couple of minutes chatting to a young bag milk. I'm going to say I was about six or seven at the time. Bill Ranford. Bill Ranford wandered over and he signed him a program. The one that you just get, and it's just, there was nothing fancy. I just had a program. He signed it for me. And then he spent a couple of minutes just talking to me about whether I played hockey, how much I liked the Oilers, like, did I have a great time at the game? Just small details. I'm going to say, in total, this interaction was about 15, 20 seconds at the absolute most. But here I am, 30 years later, still remember it. I still have that signature. I still have that program. Bill Ranford albeit unknowing to him, 
turned me into a lifelong Oilers fan, and ultimately it gave me a career in a way. Could you imagine if Bill Ranford didn't sign that program when I was seven years old, and I just had a bad taste in my mouth when it came to the Edmonton Oilers, and now, instead of being here talking to you from the Castle Milk, I'd be doing literally anything else? Who knows where I would have ended up if it wasn't for Bill Ranford? The second moment was Ryan Smith. No particular instance, although there's there's a handful. I was at the game when he got his teeth knocked out of the playoffs. I was already a, I was already a diehard fan by that point. The skill, the effort, the way he cared about this team in the city that just hooked me. I looked at Ryan Smith as a younger guy, and I just saw a hero. I saw a man in a super in a cape, essentially, that he was the Edmonton Oilers. That flowing mullet was everything that we wanted from our star. And to see him cry on the way out, again, I was already a lifetime Oilers fan by that point. But I was devastated, man. That was like a loss for me and the family. And because of Ryan Smith, because of all those years he put in, because of the heart and the soul, and he was one of the few skilled guys we had at a time when we could not spend up to the cap, or there even was a cap, I love the Oilers because of him. So I asked you, that was the question of the week for Better Late Than Never. I want to know just why did you fall in love with the Oilers? And again, I know there's probably some coming in the voicemail later on. I don't listen to those, by the way. The bit remains. We are on episode 53 or some shit like that now, and I still don't listen to them. But I did get some early feedback on social media. My Instagram, hi, my name is Bagmilk on Instagram. A couple of great answers in here. Kiara Lynn says, Ryan Nugent Hopkins. I've always been an Oilers fan, but once he followed them, Uh, Once he joined, I followed them a whole lot closer. I, too, am a big Nuge fan. Everybody knows that. I invented Keep Nuge forever. I am with you on this one. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, drafted in 2011, securing lifelong fans. Dylan says, my answer, Ryan Smith's grit and godlike hair. But the real answer is proximity. I respect the honesty on that, actually. It's like I was raised in Edmonton or around the city. And because of that, I love the Oilers. Not always the case, you know? There was a lot of Penguins jerseys at the game the other night. Although one dummy, like, aren't the Penguins, like, they started off really well, didn't they? And then some dummy's throwing his jersey on the ice after they get blown out 6-3. I don't get it. Anyway, that's not the point here. Uh, Brett says, I got drafted to the Oilers in NHL 2008, not understanding how drafting worked, and realized they were terrible, and then I followed them and was in too deep, and the rest is history. So in 2008, he's playing a little NHL, a little vids. He, his mega player, be a player, I should say. I don't remember. I haven't played video games in a long, long time. Gets drafted to the Oilers. All of a sudden, he becomes a fan. That's hilarious. That is a very, very uh, modern way of fandom. Mitch says, my entire family was a fan, so I was born into it. But for me, it was seeing the love of the game from Smitty. Captain Canada. Amen. Uh, It's Tom says, 1972. I don't know what that means. But just I imagine that was, was that when the WHA team came in i have no idea my history is not at the front of mind tristan says my dad was a fan of the oilers and it's all i knew growing up i couldn't tell you one specific moment that made me fall in love with the team but instead of childhood of watching the sport i love with my dad and cheering for his favorite team as well there's a lot of us like that going back to how did i get in the basement of roger uh rexall place to begin with to talk to Bill Ranford, the moment that made me an Oilers fan, is because my dad entered a raffle and he got tickets. He used to work for the city of Edmonton and he entered a raffle for staff and he won tickets. And I got to go to a game. I got to have the experience with Bill Ranford, watch the game with my dad and my brother, 
All of a sudden, I'm hooked for life. Press Start to Continue says, We moved from Prince Albert to Edmonton in 1991, and my older brother told me that we could cheer for an NHL team. Players like Bookberger, Marchant, Waite, Garen, and Cujo just had so much character, it was impossible not to love this team. Been a diehard fan ever since. Duncan says, The Kid Line. Which one? Which kid line are we talking about? Depending on how old you are, what vintage you are, the kid line could mean different things to different people. I always love to hear these stories about why you got interested in the Oilers. There's just, for a team that doesn't give us a whole lot to cheer about, well, it hasn't historically, at least not for the last 20 years anyway. There are moments, absolutely there are moments, but then there's been some long droughts, as we know from the decade of darkness. The reason we love this team, I always find it fascinating, because there's a lot of times where they just don't give us a whole lot back. These days, here in 2022, the team's good, the team is competitive, the team has high expectations of success, but the owners also do things like, you know, treat us to $35 popcorn. There are things to love about this team, and then there's things that drive us crazy. So the fact that we're all still here, and the fact that you're listening to this podcast that is super weird and niche compared to the other quality content you can get in this market, well, that says it all, doesn't it? It says it all. Keep the answers coming in, whether it's today or next week. Leave me a voicemail. Just hit me up on social. It doesn't matter. I want to know why you fell in love with the Oilers. Was there a specific moment? Was there a player? It doesn't really matter. But if you're a friend of the Oiler, if you're a fan of the Oilers down in Calgary, if you're behind enemy lines, you're going to want to listen up to this. Pay attention. Grab a pen. Grab a voice recorder. Cut this part of the podcast and keep it with you for the rest of the week. On Saturday, there's a small group of us going down to Calgary from Nation HQ. I will be there. Nation Dan will be there. Jay will be there. Maybe Tyler will be there if he sells his Arkells tickets. We're going down for the Battle of Alberta, second edition. We're looking for a little revenge, but we want to go into the Dome, not by ourselves. Thankfully, the fine folks at ATB Financial... They hooked us up with 20 additional spots, 20 additional game day experiences that you could win just for paying attention, just for following us on social media. If you follow Oilers Nation on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook, you're already entered. You just got to pay attention. If you live in or around Calgary, this contest is for you. On Saturday morning, we are going to be jumping in the Alfa Romeo. We're going to be cruising down to Calgary. We are going to give you a mystery location and a time at which we are going to show up at that mystery location the first 20 people that show up at that location are going to win a game day experience with the nation to come with us that night you're going to have your closest internet friends with you we're going to invade the saddle dome and we are going to cheer our boys on to victory again real quick this content's simple If you missed it the first time, all I'm saying is follow us on social. We're going to announce the mystery location and the time to be at that location. Show up, be one of the first 20 people there, and you're coming. Easy, simple as that. Doesn't get much easier. The only catch, it's first come, first serve. We're not doing anything other than a old-timey radio contest, a little old-fashioned giveaway. But you got to pay attention. Set an alarm. Do what you have to do. Get a carrier pigeon to show up on your door on Saturday morning telling you, follow the nation on social media. You could 
win some stuff just for doing so and paying attention. Got it? Got it? Again, Saturday morning, we're going to make that announcement. If you're not following us, at some point, it's your fault. It's your fault. And with that, let's get to the news. The news is brought to you by the audio department. The audio department.ca. Go record your mixtape. Let your creativity out. Okay, looking at a little bit of recap first. A little bit of recap. The Oilers had a weird week over the, since our last episode. They had some games where they played well. They had some games where they didn't play quite as well. But since we last recorded last Wednesday, after that loss to Buffalo, the Oilers beat the Carolina Hurricanes on Thursday. Great game, fun game, albeit stressful. Lost to the incredibly boring St. Louis Blues. We got a rematch season tonight. And then they beat Sidney Crosby and the Penguins on Monday in a comeback victory that was just odd and fun and cool and weird and stressful and anything in between. I mean, when you give up three goals in the first, however, you know, period and change, and you're down 3-1 against the Penguins with that pl- those players and their experience. You go, well, I believe in the comeback. That's why I bet on it. More of that in the Betway segment. But the Oilers are still having a tough time getting themselves going. Zach Hyman scored first for only the second time in six tries. So far this season, we're still in the young season, baby. But then they gave up three straight, had to come roaring back with five straight of their own. I don't think you want to do that. Looking at tonight's matchup against St. Louis, I'm not going to talk about it too, too much because by the time you listen to this, the game might even be over. But last weekend on Saturday during the matinee, we learned that the St. Louis Blues are so fucking boring that it's going to take the Oilers to play their game, not St. Louis's game, if they're going to avenge Saturday's loss. Most importantly, good start. I know I say that all the time. I know I say that 10,000 times, but it bears repeating because if the St. Louis Blues score first, they're going to revert to that horrible trap style of defense that they play. It's incredibly effective. It works for them. That's the reason they won on Saturday. The Oilers have to score first. That will push the Blues out of their comfort zone, out of their defensive posture, and it makes them open up a little bit. And that's going to play into the Oilers' hands. They need to play their own game. They cannot play St. Louis's game again, just like they did on Saturday. Otherwise, the 4-2 win I'm predicting, it's just not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. Then, tomorrow, first back-to-back, of, first back-to-back set of the season, the Oilers will be going to Chicago. That's a game they have to win. I don't want to look ahead at tomorrow's game, but ultimately I'm not playing, so I can look ahead if I want. Tomorrow's a game they have to win. Stuart Skinner starting today against St. Louis. Jack Campbell will be back in tomorrow against Chicago. That's a night where the Oilers look at that Chicago team. They're not going to be very good. That's a team they have to beat. Again, if they pick up Patrick Kane on the way out of town, that's fine too. But most importantly is that two points they got to hang on the board. Saturday, Calgary rematch. Again, did you hear the thing that we're doing? It's a contest. I promise you it's as easy as pie to win. Just back up about two minutes. Calgary, we need to avenge the October 15th loss. Two Saturdays prior, the Oilers did not have a good start against the Flams. Ended up trying to come back. Almost looked like they were going to make it work, but when you spot a team like that, a field goal, not a great place to be. 
I see three important games. I see three winnable games, but they're going to have to start today. And it's going to have to start with getting on the right foot against St. Louis. Quick start. You can't be looking for Nelly in the crowd, friends. You can't be looking for City Spud and the rest of St. Lunatics either. I know they're probably going to be there. They're probably not. But the point here is we need to get off on the right foot. Uh, other things that happened this past week, how, admit it to yourself, how scared were you? Just wherever you're at. If you're in the car, if you're driving, if you're in the office, say it out loud. How scared were you? One to 10 when Connor McDavid went crashing into the post against Pittsburgh and did not get up immediately. I was at a 10. I was at a 10. I was real scared. I uh, was real upset. I was very, very hurt. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Because I was at the game in Calgary when the thing happened and I had PTSD moment rush through my entire body when he went crashing into that post. Now, he did come back. He didn't, I think he missed one shift. He missed that power play shift and then he was back. But man, scary moment for an Oilers fan. That is not something you ever want to see, especially with a guy like that. The good news though, is that the Oilers rallied around that moment, didn't they? Led by Leon Dreisaitl, who basically just threw the team on his back and said, no worries, Connor, I got this. The boys came to play after Connor McDavid went down. And I'm not saying that that was the catalyst that triggered their comeback, but ultimately they looked like it. If you were going to give out the TSN turning point, would Connor hitting the post not be it? That's what I saw. And what I also saw was six goals from six different players in that game. And I love seeing a little depth scoring. I love seeing a little depth scoring. My boy Nooch picked up another one. He's got three goals, four assists in his last three games, four games. Ryan McLeod, he picked up another beauty assisted by Derek Ryan. Leon Dreisaitl, absolute masterpiece of a goal. Evander Kane, he got on the board. You know, Tyson Berry, he got on the board. My point here is that the Oilers got a bunch of goals from guys that were just not specifically Connor and Leon. I know Leon scored, but five other guys did. That's what we need. We need that kind of effort. We need that kind of production from throughout the lineup to make this roll. And that leads me to going back to Nugent Hopkins. Is he back? Because my boy looks like he's back. I'm hanging the crown on him. My king is here. Again, he's having the best start to his season that he's had in quite some time. He's on pace for like 40 goals. I know he's not going to hit that. But as far as good starts go, and a guy that need to have one, my boy is back. Let me tell you, seeing Nuge produce not only just on the power play, but also at five on five, I am a big, big fan. Big fan. Let's go, baby. Amen. Evander Kane and Zach Hyman, both they got going. Now they've got a couple of goals in their last three. Those are guys that are going to chip in with a bunch of offense. I even saw this, the madness that is Oilers land in early season. I saw that Zach Cassian had changed his number to 91 and he's essentially Evander Kane. I saw that joke a couple of times on Twitter and I was just like, what are we talking about here? Evander Kane has had so many chances, so many chances to score and they just weren't going in for him. But now I feel like the floodgates are starting to open and those people that were comparing cast to to Kane are just going to have to, man, they're going to be eating crow on that take because that is ice cold. That is an ice cold take. It's a hot take that went ice cold because I'm telling you, it is just, it doesn't make any sense. It does not make any sense. So my point here, great to have some depth scoring. Great to have some depth scoring. What about Ryan McLeod? He's already got three in the season for fuck's sakes. I don't know where that guy's ceiling is. I really don't, but man, it's been fun to watch him go, hasn't it? 
He's developing at a rate that we hoped he would, and he's looking better and better the more at-bats he gets, and it is very, very, very exciting for me. On the other side, there's still a couple of forwards that need to get on the board with a goal. Uh, Kaylor Yamamoto needs one. He's getting chances, just like Yesapuli Arvi are getting chances. Both of those guys need to bury one. And both of those guys, I think, can honestly play better. Now, don't hit me up and say, oh, bag milk, you're shitting on yeah, Puliarvi, Yamamoto. Again, I'm not. I'm not at all. I'm not shitting on either guy. I'm just saying they need to close because I think if they cash in a goal early, maybe within the next game or two or three, they're going to start to get a little bit of confidence and then they won't be in their own head being like, oh, when are we going to score? I don't have any goals yet on the season. Same goes with Warren Fogle. We need him to get one. Just a little confidence. I don't care if somebody's banking one off their asses. All three of them can stand there, stick out the caboose in front of the net, let someone to bank it in. I don't care how it goes in. They just need to get one. They just need a little bit of confidence. They just need to get going. I believe we're going to get there. I believe we're going to get there, but I also think all three of those guys could do a better job of bearing down and sinking their chances. Don't start with me like I'm shitting on anybody. Saying a player can be better at execution is not saying I dislike those players. I don't even want to hear it, okay? Okay? You paying attention? Pay attention. Good. In other news, Dylan Holloway will be joining the Oilers on their current road trip, though he will not play tonight against St. Louis. I'm interested to see what Dylan Holloway, what happens with Dylan Holloway as we move along here. Obviously, I think you want to get him back into some games. Uh, The hit by Labushkin last week was a major one. Oilers are slow playing him. Nobody said the C word, but it is obvious that they're slow playing him. I don't mind it at all. I don't mind at all. What I do wonder, though, my question for Dylan Hallway is, if he doesn't have some immediate success when he goes back into the lineup, would, the, would Jay Woodcroft and his staff consider sending him back to Bakersfield just for a touch? Just for a little, a uh, couple of spins, you know? Get a little bit of confidence back, know that he can score at the pro level, get called back up to the Oilers, all of a sudden he's feeling good about his game, feeling good about where his hands are at, the whole thing. The NHL's not a development league. Dylan Hallway's going to be a great prospect for this team. I believe that... Uh, I believe that when he was awarded the Ty Ratty Award, I believe it now. But progression is not a straight line. So maybe sometimes he goes back. Listen, Leon Dreisaitl went back for a couple of different times, both to junior and to the minors. And look how he turned out. He turned out fine. Again, progression, not a straight line. The other thing I want to talk about is that's making the rounds today on Twitter is the, <laughs> the Arizona Coyotes showed that they are putting up temporary solutions or temporary structures, essentially, basically some curtains. The ones you saw in high school when they would divide the gym, you remember those? They would just put those black curtains up. Maybe it was uh, another one that I think of is when I was in elementary school and the nurses were checking for head lice. Do you ever have that? And they had those like black curtains up with the temporary solutions just to a little privacy. That is what the Coyotes are doing at Mullet Arena for the first four games until the new rooms are constructed. I don't know. I, I don't know what else to say about this other than just this is so sketchy. This is such bush league stuff. This is the NHL, the National Hockey League, the highest level of hockey you can play at. And the Arizona Coyotes have got guys essentially getting ready in the parking lot. If they had their skate guards on and their dads carrying them into the arena, they they would be back at a minor hockey league tournament. I just, I just. I don't get it. That's me trying to make sense of this whole thing, you know? I just don't get it. 
the experiment is amazing how long it's lasted in Arizona. And they've got a new arena coming. Maybe this one will stick. I don't know. I've been to games there. I've been to a game in Glendale a few years back, and it was a lot of fun. The area was cool, but there was nobody in the rink there cheering for the Coyotes. There was a lot of Weathers fans. There was Leafs fans. There was Flames fans. Basically, any Canadian that was down there just bought tickets to the game I went to. Were any of them cheering for the Coyotes? No. They were there for the, we were there for the cheap beers and hot dogs. This, though. <laughs> Remember when Wayne Gretzky called the New Jersey Devils a Mickey Mouse organization? Well, yeah, yeah. You can draw your own conclusions there. All I know is I want to get down there. I would love to go watch the others play in that arena because when are you ever going to see an NHL team play an arena built for a college team? It doesn't happen yet. For the next handful of years, that is what's going on with the Coyotes, and that is how we end the news. The news is brought to you by the audio department. Go check them out at theaudiodepartment.ca. They're very helpful. Their facility is wonderful. Everything you need to get yourself started is available at the audio department. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. I sometimes I forget what's on my button bar. I still I'm planning to do the clean out the button bar episode. I really, really am. But at some point, I just like pushing buttons. So that one was a Mickey Mouse one. What is this one? A goofy one? <laughs> Gosh, Maxi, we're listening to Better Late Than Never. <laughs> <laughs> what a stupid podcast I have. Well, no righteous sack beating coming today because I've got a different thing planned for today for my friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. It is time for podcast confessions. First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I to actually volunteer for this. Podcast confessions brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. 
What is this music? <laughs> oh, I don't like this at all. Uh, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. They are an established provider of oilfield rental tools with full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. They also provide seasonal and project-specific stations at Fort St. John, Fort McMurray, Lac Labiche, and others as customers require. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca for all of the parts that you could ever need, including, including coil tools. Who... I learned about coil tools from my friend Ryan. Ryan slid into my DMs the other day and sent me a picture of what a coil unit looked like. So I said, hey, Ryan, that's cool as fuck, but what does it do? He says they use this to clean out the well pump acid. uh, Hang on. They use it to clean out the well pump acid down the hole. They are also... Man. Ryan, I'm I'm reading this exactly as Ryan wrote it. They use it to clean out the well pump acid down the hole. They are also used to open the casing down the hole before they use completion tools on it. I don't really know that I understand better what coil tools do, but I appreciate that Ryan tried to explain it to me. Ryan, slide back into my DMs. I'm gonna, I've got more questions. Basically, it seems like coil tools are used to clean something before or after completion. I don't know. We'll learn more. Coil Tools. K-O-I-L Tools. From my friends at Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. Check them out again at TrilogyRentals.ca. Podcast Confessions this is one of my favorite bits that we do. And uh, there's some great ones. How many do I got here this time? I have not read any of these. Oh boy, I got a whole lot. There's like 15 or 20. So let's just get to it. So these came through on my social media via the anonymous link that I dropped. And uh, I can't wait to get started on these. First one, have you ever been fired from a job? Well, (laughs) turning into a, a, it's going to be podcast confessions slash ask me anything, I suppose. Uh, Have I ever been fired from a job? No, I have not. I've quit jobs. I've never been fired from a job. Next up. During a short time, my version of childhood rebellion was cheering for the flames, was about a three-year stint, but then came back to the promised land of YEG and haven't looked back, die hard ever since. There we go. There we go. There's a podcast confession that I'm glad is anonymous. Cheered for the flames for about three years. (laughs) Confession number three. Tell me a random fact. Um... All polar bears are left-handed. Number four just says, I'm. I think some people are really missing the point of the bit here. I'm one that damaged the saddle dome with my radioactive diarrhea. I'm the one that damaged the saddle dome with my radioactive diarrhea. I respect it. If there's ever a building that you're going to shit all over, it's the saddle dome. Here we are, podcast confessions for my friends at Trilogy Rentals. We're just moving on. Is it going to be a Q&A or is that actually going to be a confession? I keep thinking Connor is going to take a step back one day and we will have full-on wasted him. Oh, man. Oh. oh. That's what I take of that confession. Connor will not take a step back one day. The Oilers are going to win a Stanley Cup with him. I promise. Don't quote me on that. Keep a secret you kept from your parents. People are asking me for my podcast confessions. What's a secret I kept from my parents? Uh, I used to store booze in my room all the time as a kid. 
They never found it. At least they never told me they found it. I also used to sneak out the window a lot of my bedroom as a kid. Uh, I used to steal my dad's vehicle all the time. I think I've told him all these, though. I don't really keep things from my parents in that way. Next up, a question or confession? What is in your Spotify top songs? Podcast confession. I'm an Apple Music guy. Craziest pickup line that worked? Um, I'm not really one of those dudes that has pickup lines that goes and just tries to say something random to girls. Uh, I don't really have one. I don't really have one. The, my, the line I used on my missus was just, I slid into, I sent her a message on Hinge and it was pertaining to one specific picture that she had on her profile, but it wasn't really a line. I just made a joke. I actually made fun of her in that photo and she thought it was funny. So is that a pickup line? I don't know. Question or confession basically is going to be the name of this bit. Do you even like school? I did mind school. I was actually really good at school. I was one of those kids that probably annoyed you where I didn't have to study. I didn't really have to work all that hard, but I got really good grades all the way through. I was just very lucky that way. My brain just kind of retains information that I read and I spit it out when it mattered. That said, did I like school? Sure. My favorite, my favorite subjects were English and social. But I mean, outside of that, you know. I once left you a voicemail when I was drunk and you didn't love it. So I'm sorry. Why are you so pissy? I'm sorry that you left me a drunk voicemail. I'm sure I did love it. I don't remember what my reaction was. The honest answer, I probably wasn't really paying attention. Sometimes when the voicemails are going on, the podcast confession, I'm doing other things on my laptop. And actually, I've got a new studio coming. I'm building a studio for myself in my basement of my house. I just ordered a bunch of new toys today. So I'm hoping that when my second monitor gets here for my laptop, I'm going to do a better job of paying attention to what you guys are saying just in general. You know, I've got a bunch of tabs open. I'm trying to navigate. I'm also trying to record without it sounding terrible. Way she goes. Confession or question? In the summer of 2013, I almost considered moving to Calgary. Fucking gross. How far down the shitter my life was at that point. <laughs> Calgary's a lovely city. The problem is that they have the flames there and a saddle dome. It's an absolute dump. I will be there Saturday. First girl I ever tried to sleep with, I got confused as to where things went. I sent it and ended up going the wrong spot. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Question or confession? Rolling on here for our friends at Trilogy Well-Filled Rentals. I once hooked up with my cousin's friend at Beercade on White Ave, and neither of us ever told her. Those are the ones you keep together, right? You keep that in your pocket. I once hooked up with my cousin's friend at Beercade on White Ave, and neither of us ever told her. Sometimes you just got to lock those secrets down. Sometimes you do. What color is my room? Question or confession. Uh, my room is uh, like a pale blue, I guess. I don't, I don't know what the actual color is, but I'm going to go with a pale blue. Would you ever be... FWB. What does FWB mean? I don't even know what FWB, FWB meaning. Friends with benefits. Ah, Would I ever be in a friends with benefits situation? I have been. Uh, 
I was much younger. I'm in my late thirties now. I've mentioned that a couple of times. I'm 37. This was probably when I was like 21 ish, roughly there. Didn't work. It went just as poorly as you think. Eventually somebody is going to catch feelings and eventually there is going to be a part of one of you that wants more. The other may not. And it just doesn't work out. At least that was my experience anyway. Question or confession. That is the new name of the bit on the fly here. I regret choosing to cheer for the Denver Broncos, but too late to switch now. I always respect that. People just, you pick a team, and you ride or die. It kind of goes to the question of the week with the Oilers, why you fell in love with them. Again, this team has not given us a whole lot to cheer for over the years, so sometimes you just got to ride with it. Sometimes you just got to ride. Denver Broncos fan regrets it. Question or confession. Next up for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. How tall am I? I am six feet tall. You know that picture of Tyler Uremcha, of girl Tyler Uremcha going around the internet? You've seen it. I'm very conflicted because Tyler's very cute, is a very cute girl, and it's making me feel things. Sincerely conflicted, <laughs> conflicted better late than never fan. You know what? Spiced Oil, I believe, is the one that made those pictures, or maybe a surveyor brat, or maybe both, of Lady Tyler. And he does. Looks beautiful. That hair, that long flowing hair on Tyler, real good look. Question or confession? What's next? I got six more. Who was your first kiss? Uh, Her name was Nicole. I was in grade six, I think. Grade six, I believe, but her name was Nicole. How tall am I? Six feet again. I'm a big Justin Bieber fan, and I'm jealous of your life-size cardboard cutout. Yeah, if you don't know what I'm talking, what that thing is, I'm also a Justin Bieber fan. Maddie, our marketing coordinator, marketing manager, marketing manager at Nation HQ, she just says, "Hey, I got a Justin Bieber cutout. It's life-size. Do you want me to bring it into the office?" And my first thought was, "Of course, I want it in the office. Why wouldn't I want that in the office?" We change Biebs' clothes. He's wearing the answer belt. Very handsome. We're talking about young Bieber too. No tattoos on this Bieber. No, no, no. Just purple shoes and a nice sweep. You know the era. Three more questions or confessions for our podcast confessions brought to you by Trilogy Rentals. What do we got? Do you have trust issues? Um, sometimes, sure. I mean, I, I, I imagine a lot of us do. Uh, I got cheated on probably when I was, again, early 20s. That's probably had an effect on me at some point. But from there, I ended up was in a long relationship that didn't end up working out the way we both thought it was in a new relationship now that's going well. Do I have trust issues? Probably at some level, but I also think we all do. Two questions or confessions left. Do you love your life? I do. I do. I feel uh, I feel very fortunate to have the life that I do. I, I love my job. I love that what I'm doing right now, answering these questions or reading confessions is part of my job. It's part of my gig. It, and I get to do this from my house. And I get to leave here in an Alfa Romeo. And yeah, the long and short of it is there's a lot to like. There are things that are annoying, just like with any job or any life for that matter. But do I love my life? I really do. Last Question or confession for my friends at Trilogy Oil Field Rentals. What do we got? Everything okay? <laughs> yep. Yep. That is a very anticlimactic and two questions or confessions, but where she goes. Am I okay? The answer is yes. Back to the terrible music for this segment because I got to find something better. First of all, what went through my mind is how stupid am I to actually volunteer for this? <laughs> Questions or confessions? 
brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. No right to sack beating this week because I'm just not upset. Not a whole, not a whole lot going on in my life that's upsetting. I've got Halloween candy. I've got pumpkins to carve. What's not to like? Two Oilers games that start before 8:30 p.m. Come on, I love that. Love that. So keep the confessions coming. I will send that link out. But I promise, maybe I should just call it questions or confessions because it seems like a lot of people don't get the bit or they just don't listen to the podcast, and that's fine too. But if you are somebody that actually submitted a confession, I just want to say thank you. You understood the assignment. And ultimately, I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you. Actually, I appreciate all of you that took the time just to join in on the action anyway. Before we get to the voicemail to wrap up the episode of Better Late Than Never, just got to do a couple of run-throughs of my Betway bets of the week. Where's my, where's my ka-ching? Here it goes. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Right here. There we go. Took me a while to find the button, but I got there. Again, I need to reorganize this entire soundboard because nothing is working or nothing is going where it's supposed to. For Betway, I just want to talk about a couple of the bets that I put on this week, as well as some of the ones that I put on for tonight. You can tell me tomorrow or later on in the week, whenever you get to listening to it, how I did. I'm just going to confess. This is what I've done. This is what I'm looking at. All right, so tonight against the St. Louis Blues, on Saturday, I got a little heavy, a little heavy-handed. So this time around, I'm going to go with a, a little bit more of a conservative approach, if you want to call it that. So what I've got tonight, Tyson Berry, this was just my straight-up player prop from Betway. Tyson Berry to register a point at plus 110, five bucks going to return 1050. I feel good about Tyson Berry's game right now. I like his spot on the power play. That's going to give him a chance at points. I like the way he's playing right now in general. Is there stuff to tighten up in his own end? Of course. But Tyson Berry to score a point, plus 110. Easy money. Right now, this is working for me because it's a total between both teams. Over 1.5 power play goals at plus 110. The Oilers have given up a power play goal in all six of their games, and chances are they're going to score one of their own. I like this bet. It's been hitting for me every night outside of the shutout loss to St. Louis. Risky business. This is just where I'm chasing the juice a little bit. Edmonton Oilers to win and Leon Dreisaitl to score two plus points at plus 200. Five bucks is going to turn into 15 if I hit those. There you go. My Betway bets of the day. But there's also some that I just, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. When I lose. On Saturday, I had a good night. Or Saturday. What's today? Wednesday. On Monday, I had a good night against the the Penguins. I had Oilers to win, Leon Dreisaitl to score two plus points, plus 200. Same bet I put down tonight, I hit that. Leon Dreisaitl over three and a half shots, hit that. Over one and a half total power play goals, again, I hit that. I had a, where did where'd I lose though? Bag Milk, you can't just tell us about the, lo- the winners, where'd you lose? I had a parlay, which I called the can't miss parlay. I needed Dallas to beat Ottawa, did not happen. I needed Carolina to beat Vancouver. That did happen. So it was just a two-leg parlay. Unfortunately, it didn't work for me because the Dallas Stars are useless. And that's honestly my fault for betting on the Dallas Stars to do anything whatsoever. And with that, we wrap up our Betway Bets of the Week. That was the wrong button. This is the one I wanted to push. See, again, I need to reorganize. I need... Betway wants me to reorganize the button bar, and that's what I'm going to do. (laughs) 
Oh, well. We're almost done. Time for the voicemail. The voicemail brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Unless you and your company want to sponsor the segment, slide into my email, bagmelkatoweathersnation.com, if you are interested. In the meantime, though, I will tell you about my friends at Trilogy once again. I learned about fishing tools. That means something went wrong. I learned kind of about coil tools. It's closer to the end of the process is what I've learned. Is that actually accurate? I don't know. I don't know. Time for the voicemail. Adam, you're up first. Hey, Bag Milk. So let me tell you, I'm about to rant a little bit here. Ooh, and I like this. It's about the start times for the Oilers games, which I know you guys can relate to. So I recently moved from Edmonton to New Brunswick. And ho, ho, ho. I already know where this is going. Like I was complaining about 8.30 starts like five minutes ago on this podcast. I cannot even imagine what it looks like for a late start when you're out east. And, you know, we have a lot of Oilers fans in the eastern time zone. Even further than that, if you're in New Brunswick, we've got some over in Europe. I don't know how you guys do it. Your passion for the Oilers, your love for this team is amazing. And quite frankly, the franchise should be sending you a gift, in my opinion. Let me tell you, man. Uh, like a 7, 8 p.m. start in Edmonton out here. Whoo, 10, 11 o'clock. I'm trying to squeeze in like a little power nap in between, like supper in the game. But it's uh, it's a little brutal. But uh, don't get me wrong. You better believe, and I mean believe, I'm going to be watching every single game rooting for our boys because they deserve it. Maybe not. Maybe not as much right now. Uh, what am I saying? Nah, they freaking deserve it, man. Let's go, Oilers. Come on. We're going to win tonight versus Carolina. Let's go, boys. Woo! I love the passion there. There's there's a whole lot to like there about Adam's message, and I'm going to give you a round of applause for that. Look at that passion. Like, I, I can only imagine how excited Adam was when he found out that the Oilers actually did beat Carolina that night. Obviously, this message is a couple days old, but where'd you go? Chandler, what say you? All right, Bag Milk. So I was thinking, which I know is a bit of a dangerous game for me, um, but all jokes aside, I was thinking, okay, first off, I think it's fair to say that pretty much everyone hates the, like, shootout and loser point I really hate the shootout. There is nothing worse to me than when I'm watching an exciting three-on-three overtime. Doesn't get a conclusion in the in the time allotted, so then they have to pivot to the fucking shootout. Nothing kills my hockey boner more than that. It sucks so bad. Extend the three-on-three. Just do it. Get players lower on the depth chart out on the ice, causing mistakes and some mayhem. It'll be fun for fuck's sakes. Um, whole deal. And then like the playoff format. So I'm thinking. Why not just go back to the one through eight seeding for the playoffs? Like, I thought that system was great. Agreed. And why not just go straight up wins and losses and not even worry about the points? Like, your tiebreaker could be, I don't know, like your head-to-head matchup against another team you're tied with record-wise, or I don't know. They could figure that out. But to me, that just makes so much more sense to do it that way or – Am I like way out in left field on this? I don't know. Just some thoughts. The the, the problem is, I, I think they stick with the points, but the problem is the point distribution. You can't have three-point games and expect everything to be all rosy unless you are going to give play, uh, teams three points for a regulation win. 
That's the only way the current system is going to work. You either change it, three points for a regulation win, or here's the thought, bring back fucking ties. Or just play three-on-three OT until it's done. There's no way it's going to go that long. Not a three-on-three, not if more guys have to get on the ice, not if more players have to get mixed in. Mistakes are going to happen. Those are the options. As far as I see it, at least. Next up, Kangaroo Farmer. What say you? So before I start this righteous sack beating, I just want to issue a warning to everyone that if you be- Hang on. Righteous sack beating. I gotta give you the music. If you're gonna do a righteous sack beating, I'm gonna give you the music. You wanna see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Alright, now proceed. You sack or the sack of someone else too vigorously. You will end up with a ruptured testicle. Nobody needs that. And while I am curious, and I am here for the ruptured testicle discourse of last episode, uh, I don't want that to appear in my search history on Google. Yeah, if you're gonna, so yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna be googling creepy shit, do it on a different computer. That's just my advice, allegedly in my opinion, of course, as you were, sir. If anyone ever has ruptured their testicle and has a photo of it, can you please email it to me <laughs> at Tyler at OilersNation dot com? <laughs> yep. Tyler at OilersNation.com. Uh, that is the correct email for my Australian friend here. Um, anyway, my righteous sack beating is the sports books fucking in Australia. They're rooted, mate. They're absolutely rooted. They have fuck all hockey markets. You can bet on like the winner on like, they'll have like, if there's eight games, you can pick the winner of maybe three of them. Man, I end up watching hockey because I love the sport, not for the love of the game, and that's just not cricket, you know? Like, that's fucking not on. It's a bit no good. Um, I just want to be able to lose my money like a gentleman, like the rest of us, you know? Why is it so fucking hard for Australian sports books to, to let, let me let me bet a little, you know, niche point action or, you know, lay on PowerPoint points or something? Anyway... That'll do. Catch it. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. If you want to do a righteous act beating, always hit me up with that. I will absolutely give you the intro. Um, my recommendation, though, I did not know that Australian sports books were so bad. Check out Betway. Are you allowed to play with Betway? I bet you are. Check them out. I bet they've got something for you. Next up, what's up? Pre-game against St. Louis, 9 p.m. UK puck drop. All I'm going to say is, let's go Oilers. I need to check when that message came in. So that was from the 22nd. That was last weekend. So a 2 p.m. start in Edmonton was 9 p.m. in England. I did a little math there. That is seven hours. Check my math on that. I'm pretty sure I'm right. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're looking for one-word answers for the Oilers this season so far. All I can offer is... (laughs) I love chewy sounds. I love them. I can't do it, but I like it. I'll have you know I'm a gentleman of discerning tastes. <laughs> what the fuck did you say? I'll have you know I'm a gentleman of discerning tastes. Boss of Blue Line. 
Donkey Volley, sometimes like sometimes you disappear for a week or two and then you come roaring back and I always I always miss you. I see another one from you. What do you got next? You're listening to Better Late Than Never. Yes. You're capable of despicable things too. <laughs> Uh, if you listen to this podcast, you are capable of horrible things. At least, at least that's what the demo suggests, you know, based on some of these voicemails that come in, who knows what we got going out here. Bright side. We're all in it together. Bag milk. What's going on? What's going on? Nick? So it's a sad day. Hmm. I'm back at home, but I made the pilgrimage up to Edmonton this weekend. So, you know, I leave Friday night, get there in time to go to the Elks game. And, you know, listen, I know the Elks suck. I know attendance kind of sucks, too. It's still a really fun time to go to those games. I had an absolute blast. And I know the season's over, but next year, if you're thinking about going to an Elks game, just go. But anyways, highlight of my weekend, Oilers-St. Louis Blues. Ooh, that was No, I had never been to a game at Rexall Place. That was only my second ever game at... He says Rexall, but he means Rogers. I know what he's talking about. Rogers Place. The first game was that uh, Rangers game last year where they retired Kevin Lowe's jersey, and uh, McDavid went through all of those Rangers. But And these two games couldn't have been more different. St. Louis is a really good hockey team, man. They are. You know, I was sitting there with my dad at the second intermission. So was New York, though. I mean, New York was a damn fine hockey team last year. Probably didn't know how good they would be at that point when Connor scored that goal, but they were good, still are good. And we're talking like, I can't believe the Oilers haven't had a power play yet. But the most frustrating thing was... I don't think there was that many times St. Louis got away with a penalty. St. Louis is an incredibly disciplined hockey team. Yeah, they are. What's they, what do they always say? If you want to beat the Oilers, stay out of the box. Yep. They did just that. Mm-hmm. And I think like St. Louis had more blocked shots than the Oilers had total shots. You know, it's sad. It's my second ever game in Edmonton, and the Oilers got shut out. But regardless of that, it was still a great time, and I'm still so happy I went. Anyways, thanks, Bag Milk. Go Oilers. Podcasting fashion. Nick, I hope the next time you're in Edmonton that they actually score a goal for you. That's number one. Two, if they win, great. Great. At least the first memory you have at Rogers Place was the New York game. Connor absolutely demolished that line. That goal will live forever. You got to see it in person. I'm very jealous. I really am. Next up. Hey, Big Milk. Connor down in Calgary here. I was kind of just born into my Oilers fandom. My dad moved down to Calgary when he was in his early 20s and hated everything about the Flames. He hated the arena. He hated the media. He hated the coverage (laughs) they got around here. So he said, screw it. I'm going to cheer for the Oilers and Gretzky. (laughs) So I really didn't have a choice when I was born, even though my mom was from Calgary and all of her family was Flames fans. And man, I'm glad he won that argument. Anyways, thanks. Shout out to your dad. Actually, you know what? Shout out to all of you that are... Oilers fans living in Calgary. I know it can't be easy. I know that there was a long stretch of your lives where it just must have been a complete nightmare anytime there was a Battle of Alberta. But these days, it's a little bit different, especially after the way the second round of the playoffs went last season. So I respect and I salute your dad for converting you into an Oilers fan because that's what you deserve. You deserve better. You deserve better. And since you're living in Calgary, Watch our socials on Saturday. You could come to the game with us, maybe, provided that you are there and the first 20 people. Phil, you're up. So I'm originally from the East Coast, and I grew up watching the Leafs and Doug Gilmore. 
And because of the time zone difference, the Oilers were always on the late game. That makes sense. Still a late game. Uh, you know, I, I think like a lot of young players or a lot, a lot of young hockey fans probably grew up as Leafs fans just because that's the team you see the most growing up. Like I remember when I was super young, we didn't have Sportsnet at my house. There wasn't just hockey on every single day for hours on end. That didn't happen. So when I would watch hockey every Saturday, it was on CBC and it was always the Leafs. So I, I totally get it. I'm excited to see where this, the rest of the story goes up. And my grandfather always wanted to watch Gretzky. And I remember watching greatness before I even knew what greatness was as far yeah. as the sport of hockey. Flash forward 20-something years later, I moved to Edmonton seeing Ryan Nugent Hopkins in his rookie year Ooh. playing alongside Taylor Hall in a preseason game uh, just was amazing. And I thought there's something special here. And, uh, you know, Oops. ever since then, <laughs> going along with my childhood, I've been in love with the Oilers. I love everything about it. The drive, the intensity, the failure, you know, um, looking at the playoff runs and the magic that becomes in the city. Um I take it all in and it's amazing to see, you know, the passion from real fans, people who actually um, look forward to the Oilers, drink it all up, not really choosing to bitch and complain, but you know, you, uh, you love seeing a lot of these great kids play well and uh, strive for a Stanley cup, which I firmly believe is going to come to the city of Edmonton after last year's run. Seeing Kaner come here. Was that the end of the message? I was getting fired up there. I wish my voicemail didn't have a 90 second time max because you were really on a roll there and I was getting fired up. I could feel my blood pumping just as you were talking. The city is passionate. The fans know what they're talking about. When the Oilers go to the playoffs, this entire place goes bananas. And quite frankly, this franchise is incredibly lucky to have the people cheering for them that they do because Oilers fans are the best on earth. And I don't care how biased that sounds. I've been to other barns. I've been to other cities, and it is not the same as here. Edmonton Oilers fans are the greatest hockey fans on earth. Full stop, period. Quote me on it. Kylie, what's going on? So in grade eight, I moved to a fresh school in a fresh city, Edmonton. I came from Bonneville, actually Glendon, Alberta. Um, Shout out to Glendon. I had no friends, and I was like... What the hell am I going to do? How, how am I supposed to make friends? I don't know anybody here. And so I found out that this girl in my homeroom was an Oilers fan and she sat near me. So I was like, okay, I'm going to make this my fake personality trait. I'm a massive Oilers fan. Yeah, me too. And um, I rolled with it and I made myself an, into an Oilers fan, forced myself to be an Oilers fan. Um, and now I'm here, what is that, like seven years later, I think, seven or eight years later. And um, yeah, so far it's paid off. Pretty fun ride. There's Kylie, Kylie, our intern. She does a lot of good stuff for us on TikTok and on Instagram. You've probably seen her. She's the best. So it's interesting to hear that her fandom and just how passionate she is for the Oilers came as a result of just trying to fit in in a new school. I mean, makes total sense right 
I love, though, the part of the story where she's like, I'm just going to pretend to be an Oilers fan so I can be friends with this other girl. And then it turned into a real love of the team. And I get to hang out with Kylie a lot at work and at the office and just enjoy the content she makes for us. And I can tell you that there's no bigger Oilers fan than Kylie. And it's just fun to hear that that's where it came from. Last voicemail is coming from Nick. Baked milk, what's going on? So uh, I think your question of the week was something like, what made you fall in love with the Edmonton Oilers? Yes, sir. Well, I got a story. It's not a very good one. Um, you know, I think your story was something like someone signed your hat outside Rexall Place. Yeah, but made you a fan forever kind of thing. Mm-hmm. My story's not nearly that cool. I wish it was, but it isn't. Um, I think I've mentioned on this voicemail a few times that I'm not from Edmonton. Uh, probably a minority podcast listener in that respect. But I grew up in southern Alberta during the Jerome McGinley era. Mm. And you know, at that time, the Oilers were pretty shit. Terrible. So it wasn't quite Oilers, Oilers, Oilers the way it is now because, you know, there's a lot of Oilers down in Southern Alberta now, but it wasn't that way when I was growing up. It was all flames. So uh, I didn't grow up surrounded by the Oilers and I didn't have a cool story. Well, I think it's quite simple. Uh, My dad was an Oilers fan. You know, when you're a a kid, you look up to your dad and, you know, my dad was an Oilers fan, so I became an Oilers fan. He was an Elks fan, so I became an Elks fan. He was a Jays fan. I became a Jason. And I know it's, it sounds really lame, but that's what happens. And you know what? At the end of the day, I don't think it matters how you became a fan. It matters that you're a fan. So I wish I had a better story, but I don't. That's, that story is a better story, you know, because a lot of us became fans of the team because of our, our, our parents or our siblings or, in Kylie's case, a classmate. Don't look down on that story because having a lifelong passion for the Oilers because of moments that you spent with your old man when you were younger, that's cool as fuck, man. That is amazing. So yeah, you are right. Bill Ranford signed my program outside of the Oilers dressing room once upon a time, but it was my dad that brought me there. If it wasn't for my old man entering a raffle at the city of Edmonton to get those tickets, who knows what would have happened. It's all because of my dad too. Bill Ranford just happened to be the Oiler that actually signed my thing that I presented as a kid, you know? But it's all my dad. So shout out to dads everywhere. Shout out to moms everywhere. Shout out to siblings everywhere that culture that just provided us a passion, even if it's been painful over the years, you know? Even if it's been painful. And with that, we wrap up the voicemail. Voicemail brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Or if you want to leave a voicemail yourself, do it. I want to hear from you. You can answer this week's question, last week's question, any question you want. The link for my voicemail is in my link tree. You can find that on all my social platforms or on OilersNation.com when the article for today's podcast goes live. Busy week for the Oilers coming up. we got three games again tonight in three hours from now. The St. Louis Blues, I'm going to call it a 4-2 win. Tomorrow, huge game in Chicago. Have to have that one, have to have that 4-2 win. And then in Calgary, I'm expecting better results than we got on the first Battle of Alberta. Again, again, this is your reminder. Watch us on socials on Saturday. You could come with us to the Terrible Dome. You could. But you got to be paying attention and you got to mobilize. You got to be ready to move, man. Got to be ready to move. 
And with that, we're going to shut it down. I want to say thank you to the audio department. Thank you to Trilogy Oilfield Rentals for being here. And most importantly, thank you to all of you for listening and participating. Please leave reviews, though. I haven't gotten any podcast reviews in a little bit. Give me five stars. You can say literally anything you want. Just give me five stars. I will read it. Plug your business. Plug your socials. Plug your, you know, whatever. Whatever you got going on. Just leave me a podcast review. I will read them. I will be back. I want to get this podcast up to two a week. So I've cleared some stuff behind the scenes at The Nation. We'll get there. But in the meantime, Ty Ty, why won't you kiss me? Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 